Welcome back to the last episode of the Institute of the World Mission podcast of the year 2020. And what an unusual year it has been, wouldn't you agree? As we finish off the fall 2020 season here on the IWM podcast, we decided to record a show as a whole team. Today you're up to join all of us on the IWM team, including Cheryl Doss, who is our director. Cheryl leads out in our live fellowship for this episode. Also with us today, Oscar Asinda, Associate Director and Trainer, Ron Kuhn, Associate Director and Trainer, Enid Harris, Assistant Director and Children Teacher and Logistics Coordinator, Millie Castillo, Communications Coordinator, Marcus Lopez, Volunteer and Assistant in IWM Webinars and Online Meetings, also with our social media, and Amy and Alex Ott, who are mostly into IWM Distance Learning Education. As a team, we are excited to have seen God's blessings and His providence throughout undoubtedly a very difficult year. Let's count the blessings together. Welcome to the Institute of World Mission Weekly Podcast, a show for Adventist mission enthusiasts striving to live, serve, and witness cross-culturally. Visit us at iwm.adventist.org podcast to view this podcast's show notes, links, and previous episodes. Institute of World Mission is your partner in the mission field. Hello, podcast family. We're here as the Institute of World Mission team to kind of reflect on the year 2020. It has been described in many different words, and I'm sure you've seen them in newscasts and uh, read them in newspapers of the way people talk about 2020. So I asked the team this morning what they think of 2020. Here with me are people from around the world because the IWM team is now spread around the world. We have Ron Kuhn and Enid Harris and Millie Castillo who are in Maryland. Uh, Marcos Lopez is in Brazil and uh, Oscar Osindo is in Kenya and Emmy and Alex Otter in Austria. So we're on four different continents. We hope our sound comes through well, but we've all experienced COVID in our own ways, collectively, but yet individually. So when I asked the team this morning how they would describe the year 2020, they came up with lots of different words. Words like uncertainties, challenge, chaos, words like blessing and perseverance and innovation and opportunity. So obviously 2020 has been an unusual year, but also maybe you could say a rather typical year with its ups and its downs. And behind every one of these words is a story. So I'm going to start with Ron and just say, Ron, why did you describe 2020 as uncertainty? Well, we began with a lot of uncertainty, and uh, there was, uh, you know, there was a hope. There was hope that it would, uh, the virus would affect uh, China and may not cross the borders. But very soon, especially you remember after we returned from Thailand, few few days after or few weeks after. The virus was everywhere. We had a major crisis uh, in Europe and then, and then came to U.S. and um, most of the world. So it was very uncertain the way things unfolded. Then uncertainty in our work. And as we, we look for, okay, th- how long this is going to last, we had to adjust. And- in fact, in fact uh, every, every few weeks, it seemed like we were having to vote. Are we going to the next Mission Institute? Are we holding a GC session? What is happening? 
Yes, you're right. Very uncertain in all, all kinds of ways. Marcos, you mentioned the words um, challenge and transition. Why did you choose those words? Well, well, the first word definitely challenge um, for me was a, is, it was quite a challenging year, and I believe for all of us, because it was uh, as as Ron mentioned, uh, we had a lot of uncertainties, and a lot of things changed quite quickly. Um, we had to learn new ways of uh, living. On if we had to learn how to stay at home, not seeing other people and for me who is an extremely sociable person uh it was quite challenging i must say mm -hmm. and definitely the second word which which uh, i mentioned was transition i well i had to go through a couple of those uh this year and so i i started off the year you know traveling to thailand with all my things so i could practically say that i lived for a couple of weeks in thailand i had everything with me and then I went to the U.S. where it was my first time living in the U.S. and learning all this this new way that um, that the country has these different uh, challenges. And so after a couple of months, again, I'm, I, I was moving back to Brazil where I actually for the first time after 10 years, well, I was living again with my parents. So... Mm -hmm. A couple of transitions there I had to go through. So those words uh, describe very well my year, I would say. Yeah, and you know, I think, Marcos, you're reflecting what a lot of young adults have gone through this year. They went off to college, but then the college closed, or the college didn't open, or they had to move uh, back home with their parents when uh, they lost their job, or whatever happened. So yes, Marcos, I think for many, many people, uh, including missionary kids, this has been a year of transition. Now, I really found it interesting that Enid combined the words chaos and opportunity, because uh, you've kind of mentioned this too. You know, we, we often talk about transition as being both a time of chaos, but also a time of change and growth. So Enid, why did you pair those two words together? Well, thank you, Cheryl. You know, as I reflect on this year that we've gone through, Everything started out like normal, and uh, it was just flowing well. And then all of a sudden, there was this—we found ourselves in this chaotic situation, and um, you know where things were uncertain. We were not sure what we were supposed to do, and all of a sudden, you feel very insecure. And it—it it just kind of reminded me of the uh, transition period that you know we teach the kids when you get to the middle of a swing bridge, uh, you feel very, very insecure. And uh, I found in my, in my own personal life, I felt quite insecure because I didn't know uh, one day from one day to the next what would happen. And I'm sure other people felt the same way. Chaotic in a way that, you know, you'd go to the grocery store and you find uh, things were, the shelves were empty. So what do you do from here? And then standing in line outside the grocery store, after a while, things became a little bit more orderly. Mm -hmm. And we fell into more of a routine. And this kind of reminded me so much of people on the move. I also saw opportunities in this whole experience in that, uh, you know, ways of reaching out to other people mm -hmm. and uh, especially to the missionary kids. And we'll talk about that later. Yes, so I think I think you reflected very well, especially in the early stages of the pandemic. There was a lot of uncertainty and chaos, you know, how are things going to be handled? A lot of us were locked down. Uh, many of our missionary friends were not able to take their annual leave or else they were stuck in their 
um, their home country during their annual leave. And I know that happened to, to Oscar. He was in Kenya to teach a class and he got stuck there for several months because the airports closed down. But yet, Oscar, you said this was a year of innovation. Why did you say, why did you call it an innovative year? Um, exactly. Thank you, Cheryl. Exactly. You said part of it that I uh, got stuck in Kenya and I was in Kenya for a whole five months. And so I say it was a year of innovation because then we, I had to continue working. So how do I work? Uh, so then we ended up uh, working through Zoom. We were able to do a um, welcoming home seminar for, for, for young missionaries, for volunteers returning home. We were able to do a couple of other things uh, just through Zoom. And I'm saying innovation because then I also uh, learned a lot of things because before Zoom, before before the pandemic, we still had Zoom, but it was not that widespread. We used it, but not many of us uh, knew uh, many aspects of Zoom. But let me tell you, I mean, virtual background, can you imagine? We never, we never knew about virtual backgrounds. Um, even how to do things rightly. And I remember once um, uh, Marco saying, Oscar, the recording that you sent... Ah, uh, no, Oscar, you know, when you are speaking to young people, come on, you, you need to put your face and expression in this manner, in this way. And then I had to redo it again. <laughs> this is great learning. I even put in smiles. Yeah, sometimes I don't smile and I properly. It's okay. <laughs> so stuff like that. And, 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 and so I said it was a great year. It was a year of innovation in, in, in spite of the pandemic that, that we had to learn ways of... Uh, uh, doing uh, uh, doing ministry uh, and being again uh, locked in Kenya for five months, where sometimes uh, power outages or internet connection is a problem. I, I figured even a way of I could receive a document on my iPhone, which has roaming data, then I airdrop it on my laptop, then work through my laptop and then send airdrop it back again on my iPhone and then send it out. <laughs> so this is something I never did before. So I said it was, it was a year of challenges, but as well as uh, uh, innova innovations for me. Yes, and I, I think you've stated it so well that it, that even challenges can be times of growth. And to, in order to do that, one must have perseverance. And that's a word that Alex used. Alex, why did you choose the word perseverance? What does that mean for you in 2020? You know, Cheryl, uh, when I uh, named this particular word perseverance, after that, I remembered another word, which actually has become the word of the year, um, named by one of the top dictionaries uh, uh, in this world. I don't remember which one. I think it's uh, Merriam-Webster or maybe one of the others. But that word is lockdown. We all had to persevere <laughs> through lockdowns. That's and um, the way we had to persevere through uh, lockdowns, the angle I want to bring up is, uh, is uh, my family, Amy and my family. When it came in March and school suddenly stopped, um, we have a fairly small place and suddenly we had both of our sons at home for the whole day. And the schools were not particularly doing a wonderful job at the very beginning. Uh, in facilitating this online learning, everybody was learning. So we had to help our boys and just, just had, we had them all the time and we had to kind of persevere through that time. But then 
the fall came and another lockdown came and our oldest son just decided to um to move to the dorm because otherwise he could not socialize at all and now we are persevering from losing him from being home and we are kind of just uh, going through this adaptation time so either way we felt it was um a time of perseverance having too much of family or losing a family member from how it was before for us is persevering right and so i think uh, many of us can resonate with that word persevering continuing to work despite the issues involved uh, whatever they might have been for us but yet it did bring family time emmy and that's your word what did you mean by family time yeah thank you cheryl um well alex already mentioned but um yes i think family time has been a blessing to us of course most of you and our audience can relate to it i think so even though it was somewhat challenging to manage space between two adults and two children who are staying at home doing distance learning and work it also gave us this wonderful time together we were having sabbath worships at home sometimes with the extended family uh, over Zoom, we learned to play new games, we spent time hiking in the Alps, and I think this is definitely something that we will not regret looking back at the year 2020. This is this precious family time. I can certainly resonate with that, um, just not having the travel that I normally have and eating at with my husband three meals a day has been a real pleasure a real blessing uh, for us to be home together although you know sometimes Alex you say yes there are always challenges in every opportunity and there are always blessings despite those challenges and those that was the word that Millie chose blessings and hope why did you choose blessing and hope Millie well um I chose blessings because despite of everything we've talked about the challenges um, the uncertainty, the chaos, we have been able to see blessings, some of them blessings in disguise, some of them open blessings. Um, I'm thinking about all the people that lost their jobs and many others living from paycheck to paycheck. Well, what we saw is we saw a sense of collective support, so to speak, for the situation. Um, I saw young people running errands for elderly people. Um, restaurants making food for free and taking it to communities. Other people were make, uh, were sewing masks and, and taking them to hospitals and healthcare workers. In my community, um, we had a uh, get-together actually in one um, vacant lot. And we met many neighbors that otherwise I don't think we would have met before. So I think this was a blessing. We were able to see a beautiful side of human nature, and that is to care for each other in situations such as this. Another blessing for me, and I think you, you must agree, was the fact that we had the Zoom platform. I think this was a great blessing. Yeah. Yeah. And we were not, I wasn't used to using Zoom. For me, it was rather new. So being able to meet with so many missionary ki kids and teens and young adults through the Zoom platform, had it not been for this pandemic, I probably would have never met many of them. So mm -hmm. I think that the Lord had made a provision for us with technology. We needed Zoom for this time. And I think it's been a great blessing. 
Yes, I think you are so right. And I, I think we've all felt that, that even though our team hasn't been able to be together now for nine months, we still feel like a team because yes. we, we meet each other once a week or more often together in team meetings. By, by That's team. right. What a blessing the technology has been for us. And we hope our, our missionary uh, friends and our podcast listeners have also been able to access that blessing. In the midst of the, those challenges, there has been hope. And we have hope for 2021. Yes. We have hope from some of the, the people we've talked to this year. I'm wondering, let's just start again, Ron, with you. What, what hope? What hope would you like to share with our, our podcast listeners? Well, there are many, many things we, could, we can talk, and we, but we don't have time. You know, this was a, a great time for reflection, for, uh, for seeing and for understanding that we have something that is so precious in time of need. We look forward to, to our God who has everything under control. We, you know, we talked about the uncertainties, but those uncertainties led us also to our knees. Those um, chaotic moments and not knowing what will the future hold uh, led us to, to surrender more to God and to understand that in this world we will have trouble, we will have problems, but be of good courage. And so the hope that this thing brought to us is, number one, is that we can practice our theory. And uh, by doing those things, uh, let's say, we are blessed, we are, we are at peace, we surrender, we, we understand that there is a higher purpose for our lives. And, uh, and also to understand that, hey, there is a sunshine beyond the clouds and the, the days are improving. I, I, I mean, when we talked, uh, Oscar mentioned quite well innovation. Has there been any other time that a vaccine was, was discovered so fast? Not just one, but so many. We have two nurses in our, in our group. Have you ever seen a vaccine being developed that fast? Quite, quite a blessing, yes, indeed. And so we have hope for the future, even in the dealing with the physical concerns of the pandemic, that the, the vaccine will soon bring some control to that. So, Marcos, if you were to speak to the young adults that might be listening today, what would you say to them? Well, you know, I would definitely reflect on um, this, uh, this year and think about the challenges. Uh, we, we are going through something that no one no one who is alive today has ever gone through, uh, especially as, uh, as a humanity. And so to go through a huge world crisis at such a young age gives us a lot of uh, maturity and mm. gives us a lot of knowledge on how to deal with difficult moments. And so I feel we are very privileged as uh, young people to be able to go through this in such a young age we know that uh, a lot of challenges will come in the future and things will probably get much worse. And so to be able to practice our faith and to be able to renew our faith and to really practice trusting God that he is taking care of us and taking care of this world and that the world is still is in his control is, is, is quite a privilege. You know, to be able to really have this moment of reflection and learning at such a young age. Yes, and, and that hope is so needed right now by many young adults who haven't yet found in Jesus. 
the answer to all those questions. Yeah. So we're so grateful to have the young adults who understand the technology and has help, have helped us. Well, Cheryl, I, I don't think we could uh, pass without um, mentioning and asking you. You had uh, you you had you were affected by the COVID by the virus. Mm. Um, you haven't spoke about a word that uh, or two that describe this year for you. We we need to hear from you. How how do you see okay. this year? Yeah, well, I would I would have to name this year the COVID year. I think. <laughs> <Because> <laughs> Certainly, both physically, uh, having had had the disease, and my husband also, and and very grateful to God for the full recovery from it, and uh, for many other friends and family members that we know who also suffered, uh, students and missionaries, and um, you know, just trying to react in a way that demonstrates that faith and hope that uh, Marcus was just speaking about and also deals realistically with the challenges that many people face. So I, I really would like to say to the missionaries that I've seen in them a great deal of resiliency. We've had some really good times together. Um, both Enid and Millie have mentioned the um, times they spent with the missionary kids. Can you just uh, speak a word of hope? Or, or what, what would you like to say to those, those kids um, that you saw in your different Zoom meetings as you met with them around the world? Yeah. Um, when you were talking about hope, I was, the, the picture came to my mind of the kids as we were having Zoom meetings. Have you ever seen the face of hope? It was there, you know. Yeah. They would come and see us and smile and everybody would share about the situation, how they weren't able to go to school or see their friends. But at the same time, they would say, we know that God is going to take care of us. We know that soon we're going to be able to see our friends. And they were laughing and they were playing. And Marcus brought um, a beautiful game where we all ha had fun and enjoyed. So there, there it was, you know, the face of hope in our screens. Mm -hmm. The interactions we were able to have uh, with them, despite this isolation, that gave me hope, you know, mm -hmm. a hope of there will be better times. Somebody was asking me the other day if missionaries are somehow more able to cop cope with the uncertainty of COVID-19. And I was thinking and I thought, you know what, I think yes. We are used to facing new situations and to adapt to situations that are out of our control. Yes. But, but you, we have a certainty, and that certainty comes from knowing that God is in control, and He's going to take care of us wherever we go. And I can remember also Psalm 139, 9 and 10, and most missionary kids would know this by heart because we learned it at Mission Institute. And it says, if I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there, your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. So hope for us is we need to remember who is in control. So Enid, you were a major architect along with Millie of, of these uh, children's meetings. What would you say to the children? Well, Cheryl, you know, as Millie just talked about the face of hope, my greatest joy this year was seeing all these children uh, around the world no matter where they were, India, Nepal, Pakistan, wherever they were, we were able to connect with them and um, and hear their, what they felt. Uh, yeah. This was probably my biggest joy uh, this year. 
and um, when I when when we talk about resiliency, uh, this is what what they have shown us. Mm-hmm. Actually, I've I've learned through them that with God, all things are possible, mm-hmm. and uh, actually, you know, and that we can adapt and and adjust to anything uh, that comes our way. And I I do believe that God is gifted missionary kids with this with this resiliency a certain kind that uh, no other children who um, might have mm-hmm. and um, there's there's a word that was used a lot this year and it's called unprecedented mm-hmm. I'm sure you've heard of that word uh, in the news everywhere in sermons so many many times this situation this year was so unheard of uh, but you know, I felt so encouraged by listening to these mis- to these missionary kids on our Zoom meetings. It gave me hope. It gave me courage, mm-hmm. and um, just to hear them say that I learned to through this experience, I learned to get along better with my sis- sister or with my siblings. And uh, another child said, "I'm learning." better health habits you know this is a a level of maturity that uh, these missionary kids have experienced that um, they may not have otherwise so that gave me a lot of hope and I just want to um, put my voice with Millie's you know about settling on the far side of the sea even there your hand will guide me and I want to add this to uh, these young children have I not commanded you? Be strong and of, be of good courage. Be not frightened, neither be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And that is one of my favorite verses, Joshua 1 verse 9. And remember too that fear is another thing that kids felt. We all felt it. You know, people's hearts were giving them a problem. and uh, But God says uh, in Isaiah 41 verse 10, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. So that's my word of encouragement Thank to you. the missionary kids. Thank you so much for those words of encouragement. I know that um, Oscar and Alex and Emmy, uh, do you have any last word of hope, uh, Oscar, that you'd like to share? Yeah, sure, sure. I would like to say a word of hope. You know, as, as missionaries, we, we work for the Lord, and our main objective is to prepare people for the soon return of our Lord Jesus Christ. And, you know, just this year taught me a lesson that actually the Lord can come anytime. Because up to January this year, the world was running normal flights and all businesses and conferences and everything. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden from February, then we started to see lockdown and by March, April, there are no flights. I mean, the, the, the skies were, were under lockdown, uh, businesses, schools, nobody attending, uh, even churches, people are not able to go to churches. And uh, I said, so sure, uh, even the Lord's coming can be as sudden and as quick as the COVID-19 has actually taught us that actually this world can lock down. And, and that has really uh, increased, enhanced my faith in the blessed hope, the soon return yes. of my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Well, Alex and Emmy, we know that you and your family have been a major part in helping the rest of us uh, through this, this COVID era. I think Alex and Marcos and Emmy especially have been uh, supporting us and using Zoom. Even this morning as we started this uh, this meeting, we were getting some help from them on how to set up our, 
our microphones. So we want to say a special thanks to you three for supporting us in, in helping us make these connections through Zoom with the missionaries around the world. Let's just end now by sharing together a text that's appropriate to this season, the season in which we remember our Savior's birth. And it comes from Isaiah 9, verses 6 and 7. This is the promise of a Savior. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. And all of us can live in the assurance that God is in control, that the Prince of Peace will come again, that one day we will be family together in heaven, never to be separated. And so we wish a season's greetings to every one of our listeners. We hope to see you in the new year with a new podcast season. Meanwhile, God bless you. Friends, to conclude, the IWM podcast is going on a short break. We will resume the podcast on January 15th. Just like Cheryl said, we wish you a wonderful holiday season and a happy and blessed new year. I'm your host, Alex Ott, and I'm looking forward to seeing you in our new season, the winter 2020 season, on January 15th. See you then.